yeah, fuck, a, man. That's a clear, some clear audio right there. Professional mics. I know. I see that. They sound like it too. Yeah. No, you got to get you a setup, man. I if know. you want to start a podcast, even I know who to ask it, about. That's for sure. Hit me up, man. Oh, I just need my phone, and then we'll be ready to roll. Okay, go ahead and say your name and your favorite order at In and Out. All right. Yeah, my name. So my name is Jamal. Last name too. Sure. Jamal Shirzad. Favorite In-N-Out order. That's tough. I like so many options at In-N-Out. But I got to say animal style fries, extra spread on top, and throw the banana peppers. Call it a day. Ah, okay. No burgers? No nothing? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the burger. Three by three, four by four, any of those. But the go-to, I can't leave without that, is animal style fries. Yeah, Hannah just discovered those. Because I don't eat my fries animal style. I just eat them naked with ketchup. Mm-hmm. She was like, I didn't even know you could do this. And we've been going for like five years, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh, my bad, babe. I didn't know that I hadn't shown you like animal style before. But my dad loves them. So oh, she, like... She didn't know about animal style? She didn't know about animal... She didn't know you can put the spread on the fries with the onions and stuff. And oh, she loves the spread, loves the onions. It's life-changing. Welcome back to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, and we got a good one for you here today, guys. Go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. My name is Jamal Shirzad. Went to high school with my boy Venture. Yeah? This is a star quarterback, so... I don't know about star, <laughs> but, you know, I tried to do my thing and fill in when I was needed. Uh, and you, would, you, would, you would throw that bitch. I'll, I'll tell you that. You, would, you, was, you was definitely a good quarterback. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah, that was... It was a good time. You know what my favorite part about playing ball in Southern California was, is the fact that there was not the level of like pressure and the level of um, what, like life or death. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I came from Texas. Texas, it's, you know, 10, 15, 20,000 people. Guess what? If, if this ball doesn't complete it, bro, your life is over, right? Yeah. Here, it was like, okay, we play the game and then we go kick it in and out right after, yeah. right? Like, we just go have a good time. Like, don't take it too crazy, man. But like, yeah, I liked playing it. And I don't, I don't think I've seen you since West, right? No, I, I, mm, yeah, I haven't seen you since West. Yeah, we got a lot to catch up on man. then. It's been what six, seven, six years. It's been a while. Six years, dude. Yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, no, I kind of see what you're saying. The Texas, Florida, Georgia, those like states, they have this like, they're like a football conglomerate. It's like a cult. To, yeah, yeah, literally. Like if you're like everybody from one city is going to that one high school. Mm-hmm. So that high school has thousands and thousands of people compared to our like what twenty five hundred people. Mm-hmm. So we had like a small you know little high school and then it ventured out to different you know to West Torrance, South Torrance, North Torrance, Torrance High. So it wasn't just everybody in one city at one school. And so. the thing is, is it's very like athlete based because people move around so much. Exactly. So like yeah, California has some of the best athletes on the planet. Mm-hmm. However, just getting them all together on the same page, yeah, different story. We we weren't. Uh, Cal Poly, uh-uh. or we were St. Like John, Narbonne, Narbonne mm-hmm. Sarah. Yeah, we weren't th- nothing like that. So definitely the pressure was lower, and it was just more like freelance, have fun, go out there and play. Yeah, so, have a good time, yeah. dude. So what you been up to lately, though? I've been going to work a lot. Um, I'm working right now with uh, autistic kids as a behavioral therapist. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's been you know fulfilling to say the least. Like I've been working there for two years. I think it's about to be. Yeah, yeah. It's been two years. So you know, I learned a lot, met a lot of cool people throughout the journey, and now I'm just you know kind of figuring out my school business. I put that to the side for a few years. I didn't think it was for me. Yeah, man. I was, you know, pursuing more of that entrepreneurial life, but you know, now that I look back at it, I should always have something I could fall back on, and you know, a degree is your safest bet. So I was like, let's get back into school. Dude, I feel that. How did you f- get into that though? Where did you find your passion to help kids with special needs? So I, it was never something I was kind of looking for. 
it was just, you know, I always love kids. People tell me I'm great with kids. So it was kind of, you know, a perfect opportunity for me. And then my sister, she came out of uh, Cal State Long Beach, like not too far from here. Yeah, that's where and, I just graduated from. Oh, nice. Shout out to Cal State Long Beach. Yeah, my boy Austin did too. But, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so she graduated from there and she met some like connections out there that, you know, worked in the, I think it was either HR department or like she knew one of the owners for the firm. And she got a good reference, and she started working there for a few years, and she worked her way up, and now she's there at Senior HR. Oh, cool. And I think it was, like, at the end of COVID, maybe 2020, 2021, around there, that's when I was like, hey, I need a job. Like, I'm broke. You know, I need a job. I need to do something. So she, you know, offered me the, the position, and I, you know, interviewed it. They loved me, and it worked out, and now I'm here two years later. So That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah, you always had, like, big kid energy, too, you know? Just very, like, playful, very uh, charismatic, too. That was one of my favorite things that I remember about you is, like, not, like, still serious when needed, but always there to have a good laugh, have a mm -hmm. good time. So that's why I always fucked with you, man. Definitely, man, yeah. You can't you can't take things too serious sometimes. Uh-uh. And, you know, the kids even tell me, they're like, like um, a lot of the other therapists, they kind of like have this very structural kind of way of going about things, whether it's, you know, data, programming, uh, like analytics, like whatever numbers you got to play. You got to just, I got to do this by the book. Mm -hmm. I kind of like stretch out and just kind of like go the extra mile and, you know, make them have fun. Because at the end of the day, you know, they're kids. They're yeah. not, you know, 20 year olds, 30 year olds where you have to keep everything in structure. They're, you know, they're all over the place. They're still growing. They're still learning. So I kind of always took that approach of like, uh, if they're going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. I know we're going to have fun together. So yeah. that's how it made me you know, enjoy the job. Dude, have you noticed, like since you're so hands-on with that, like some people on the spectrum, I always notice that kids with autism have that one superpower or like a few superpowers yep. where like they just know everything there is about Legos or like, you yeah. know, they know how to build anything that's like wood related or something. Yeah. Like, has there been any cool stories that you got that you picked up? So there's a few kids that have like this, like, I mean, we call one of the kids named Matt, we call him a calculator. Oh. So, so what he does is if you tell him 5,632 times 11 or times 53, he'll be like, oh, it's 68,500. Oh, like within three seconds. How old is he? 11. Oh, man. Math, math levels at a 11th grade. Oh, so he's on like some Elon Musk type oh, shit. He's seeing numbers that yeah. we can't see. Mm -hmm. huh? It's like, you. how do you just put that all together? And then another kid, um, if you tell him, hey, and he's... Eight years old, nine years old. If you ask him, in 1973, May 11th, what day was it? He's like, Wednesday. What? He's like, Wednesday. That's all it is. It's Dude, that reminds me. There was this one kid that remembered everybody in the school's birthday. I, when I was in middle school, he remembered oh. everybody in the school's birthday. Literally, like, my birthday is April 26th. Yeah. He'd be like, April 26th, happy birthday, Venture. And then he would just, like, you know, there's yeah. always, like, three birthdays a day or uh -huh. something like that. And, yeah, that's crazy, though, to just know what day it is. Yeah, so it's it, it was amazing because he would be like... Like, it would, it would be a rainy day, for example. And he'll come up to us and he'll be like, did you know last July 11th it was also raining? Or last... I'm like, how do you, how do you know this? Like, and um, I'm like, like, I'll say something in my like out loud that I'm thinking in my head. And I'm just like, oh, wait, next Wednesday, what is that? And he'd be like, third, the third. I'm like, bro. Like, yeah, he's got to be like, how do you not know that? Yeah, like, like what's two plus two, four? Yeah, right? he's probably like, what do you, like this is simple stuff. But it's it, they all have their superpowers. Uh -huh. And one of the kids, he's like kind of really he has like a fixation on weather so he'll be like a tsunami in japan went this speed at this rate at this velocity at this height and he'll know all the numbers to it and then another kid um 
has like a language kind of like proficiency throughout like a bunch of languages. Like, oh, like he'll like it's not where he's proficient, but he has like this level of understanding with multiple languages. Oh, which he picks is it up really fast. Really fast, home. yeah. So I'm not texting over here. I'm writing down notes. That's okay. kind of my hat that I wear as a host. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I put certain things down, and then we're able to keep going. Are you working in a school right now, or is it like a after school program, or how does it work? So we have three locations we can work at. Um, one is the client's home, one is the client's school, or uh, the center that we have. We have a center like right on the Pier Redondo Beach. Okay. Um, so yeah, either of the three, they kind of just position you based on where the um, session will take place. They'll be like, hey, you're going home today, or you're going to the school today, or you're going to the center. Oh, you're so you're pretty flexible. That's pretty, pretty flexible, cool. yeah. So. Yeah, dude, what I wanted to kind of hear about is school, for me at least, I couldn't imagine, I was just textbook just off the walls extreme adhd that's why i have seven podcasts and i work with you know numbers all day and mm -hmm. i do all this stuff because i need and i have a belgian melon wall on top of that and we have hannah it, all this shit that happens with my life that keeps everything that feels normal because now i'm not in school anymore i get to do whatever the fuck yeah. i want and i i create my own structure which is awesome I would love to open up a school like for kids with autism, you know, just open up a school. It doesn't have to be exclusively for that, but just a school that allows more options. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like and not just, just autism, but like ADHD kids or the idea. Yeah. Like if I could explain to you, and I'm sure you felt similar to how if I didn't have sports, it would have been physically impossible to keep me inside of a school for 12 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was in school to do two things. Say hi to girls, say hi to pretty girls, yeah. and uh, play ball. Mm -hmm. That was about it. The idea to sit in class. But here's the weird part that I'm learning getting out of school is if I'm moving and I'm able to stay moving, unless it's podcasting, if you and I go on a walk, I retain everything you say. I retain everything we saw. It's just, I think it's kind of the former sports or just people who have kind of athletic minds like yeah. that basketball whatever it is but yet if i sit in my office and i hear the same exact four bits of information i retain maybe half 75 mm -hmm. on a good day but if you keep me moving that's why i have like stress balls i have yeah. little like um like little fidget things all sorts of stuff that if i keep moving it's like oh yeah i got that i heard that i heard that and it even seems sometimes where people will be like well why aren't you taking notes and I'm like, well, no, no, no. If I'm hearing it, like auditory, what? Dude, I listen to podcasts all day, yeah. every day. I've been doing this for like 10 years, you know, just listening to shit. If you, if I can hear it, I got it. It's yeah. not an issue. But now if you give me a book and have me read it, that's a different story. That's yeah. my muscle isn't as strong with that. Like that's what I find. But have you found yourself kind of finding your best way to learn kind of through the kids that you work with or just through time, stuff like that? Just what are some other options that you'd like to see in traditional schools or a school that you opened up yourself to help with those kids that you work with that's a great question so <clears throat> what i noticed which was a lot later than i should have noticed but you know i had like you I had adhd my whole life i was actually prescribed to for uh to adderall mm -hmm. from up until maybe fourth to tenth grade so six years of just you know before lunch you take it all your harder classes are after lunch so you're dialed in from lunchtime to you know the end of the school so but what i realized um was that what i'm interested in and this is, you know, probably for a lot of people. But what I'm interested in is what usually I retain the most information. Um, so if I'm, if it's like I, I always realized that when I, we were doing math, I would never like, 
I couldn't sit there and obtain that information because it wasn't something that interests me. It was something that's okay. You plug this number into that number and you find X and you do It was just like too structured and you got to figure out why the velocity of the, like it never was something that I was like, Oh, like I'm excited. So that's why in classes like science in classes like history, where it was like, talking about a story or an event that took place, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, they fucking dumped all these tea bags into Boston Harbor? Like, <laughs> this is lit. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Why would they do that? They were throwing taxis off the, the, the water. And, like, it was, like, stuff, stuff that uh -huh. I actually, like, found intriguing, you know? But, yeah, math was never my, my forte. But what I would like to see in a school, if I were to create it or would like to see somebody else do, is something that is specific to a child's interest. So if you find yourself to be somebody who is hands-on, like you do something that you're learning hands-on, or if mm -hmm. you're somebody who loves to do art, you're in predominantly art classes. Or if you're an athletic, you know, student, you know, you do, you kind of like integrate sports with class, like how we had it in high school. You know, we had fifth, the fifth period and after fifth period, we had sports, which was our sixth period. Mm -hmm. So... If it was like an elementary level, you know, throw in some basketball for a kid. If he likes basketball, oh, after we do, you know, three hours of work, we're going to do an hour of some basketball because you like basketball. This is what you want to pursue and this is your sport. Yeah. Dude, the biggest takeaway that I think I can put and I could flip school upside down because I was backwards. You have people who study and then they take a test, mm -hmm. right? There's no why. I, I needed that why. I needed to know why, why math. Yeah. Oh, it got flipped into finance. Now I'm one of the most proficient young men in finances that you'll find in Southern California because why? People need help with their money. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I can help figure that out. Just start. I'm not on that calculator kid level, yeah. but I am on some like, no, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm addicted to it. Let's start going. There's people who put the puzzle together, and then just as importantly are people that pull the puzzle back, mm -hmm. right? Have you read, Ma and I talk about this book all the time on the podcast, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's The Outliers. Yeah. I think it might be over there. The Convergent versus the Divergent, divergent Thinkers. Yep. I was textbook divergent. My dad is. My grandfather is. Pretty much all the men in my family. Yeah. It's kind of like a personality thing that we have. We don't. I don't give a fuck that the brick can build the wall. Give me the brick and I'll show you the hundred things else that the brick can build. We could throw it through a window. We can have a party. We can do all this with it. We could build a crib. Like, It's so awesome that school wasn't having any of that for me. So like, as we become the leaders, as we start to grow, I need more like... Here, let's just give them a test. I'll, I'm cool failing the test, right? Just give me a fucking test and then learn the lesson afterwards. Yeah. Because that's where I retain it. It's like, oh, I didn't like that I missed question five. I feel really embarrassed that I fucked up question five. Now, teacher, give the lesson now. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's the part that I was missing. I'm listening versus you just going like, yeah. wah, 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 And I'm like, I don't hear what this bitch is saying. <laughs> and then, you know, you give me the test and I'm like, I don't even know what she said. I didn't read the book because yeah. I didn't care. All right, whatever. Vom, 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 vom. But like, had we failed, you learn through failure just like in life, right? That's one of those things, dude, is like you don't study and then have a life lesson. You have a life lesson. You fail and then you study after what you failed, right? Where you messed like, up. Yeah. That's how the real world works is like, oh, damn, you know, shit, I got in that car accident. What can I learn from it now? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Not like, don't ever get, mm, shit happens. You yeah. get in a car accident. Maybe don't drink and drive anymore, yeah. you know, or yeah. stuff like that. Just like, you know, pulling stuff out. But that's awesome, man. I know before we hit record here, you're talking about some of your favorite podcasts and stuff. What are some of your favorite pods? 
So I'd say... Um, Thank you, you for coming on the pod, by course, the way, man, too. Dude. I forgot to say that during the this intro. Is, yeah, this is my first podcast, and I'm su- I was super excited. You know, Damon told me. He gave me the reference. He's like, yo, Venture would love you on the pod. I was like, dude, let's go for it. You yeah. know, I like talking to people. You're a very, you know, you know, wise guy, smart man. So I'm like, all right, like, you know, I can talk to Venture. He's a nice dude. I know him from high school. Let's do it. And yeah, so for the pods I watch, I love, you know, Joe Rogan. That's one of my, and it's not so much that I love Joe Rogan. It's more of the, the people he brings on and how he. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, I love him too, <laughs> but, it, but I'm not going to say I watch Joe Rogan because of Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. You know, I watch Joe Rogan because of, you know, he asks those, you know, sometimes provocative questions, sometimes those questions that other interviewers or, or podcasters are hard, you know, hard on themselves and they don't want to ask or they don't want to push that button, but he'll just go ahead and ask you like, hey. Like, you know, when you asked Elon, he said, what keeps you up at night? And then Elon was like, you know, he had like a really, you know, complicated answer of like, I don't know what to do next. Like, my brain is never stopping. Like, he's constantly thinking about what to do next. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoy that about Joe Rogan. And then Andrew Huberman, which is a doctor. We just spoke about it earlier before. Will you listen to a whole Huberman episode? Every single minute. Oh, you do? Every second of it. Sometimes I check out. I try. I really really do. It has to be like a really, like a nicotine topic or like a real topic. I can't, like, I'll try. I'll try to get back into him, but... Buddy is in depth. He's hard in the paint on some of that stuff. And I'm like, I'm just trying to go on a run right now, you know, like chill out, dude. (laughs) Yeah. He he talks about a lot of interesting things. And, you know, he was, um, he was talking about something about like, you know, your circadian rhythm Yeah, and and something like that he kind of got me doing was as soon as you wake up, you go get 10 minutes of sunlight, direct sunlight. You do a, something that's physically straining. So whether it's pushups, whether it's dips, whether it's something to let your, your body know your interior alarm clock, like it's time to wake up, yeah. you know, and it, whether it's a cold plunge, whether it's things of that nature, like that kind of gets you going to like, my body is going to wake up at this time, whether or not I want to, or whether or not I'm tired or whether or not what a ABCD happened the night before I'm going to wake up at this time. So those little small things that I added to, you know, my daily lifestyle, I feel like that helped me. And I, I'm, I'm at a point where like entertainment is cool, but personal development is almost cooler. So yeah. like, I want to do better. I want to like improve daily habits so that you know i look back 10 years from now and i'm like those little shits that i added every day they kind of got me do you see that kettlebell you probably didn't see when you walked in that gorilla oh, right there that's, the, that's that's big steve that's his name is big steve <laughs> but i bought that from onik uh joe rogan's oh, yeah, yeah. company it's like eight no 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 i think that one's 72 pounds and we take it out there to the sand, mm-hmm. and I go, crate. Big Steve will fuck you up, man. You try to swing that thing around, get some squats, yeah, also, yeah. you get a full whole body workout in with that kettlebell. You could do a lot with the kettlebell. So that's kind of who put me on those, like Rogan, Huberman, yeah. like some people like that. They were mm-hmm. like, because we used to live closer to the school, closer to the weight room. And honestly, dude, all you need is a pull-up bar out there, uh, an area to do push-ups, and yeah. a kettlebell. And you ruin your whole, maybe some core, you know, yeah, I yeah. got some core uh, rollers for you, but like, dude, that's, the body is so important. I've been on this kick too, but I've always been this way, dude. Since yeah. I was like 12, I've been blessed to have parents that have always been like, I was one of the youngest guys in the gym when, mm-hmm. you know, like right when you turn, I think I was 11. I might've been 11 when I got my first gym membership to just yeah. keep going and going and going. And it's like the same stuff that you're saying the reason why I always did it just like innately was because I knew that my day was going to get busy. I knew that I was going to keep like negotiating to, oh, uh, I'll do it later. I'll do it after lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, lunch comes. Oh, I'll do it after dinner, right? Dinner comes. I'm fucking tired now. Like I'm not going to go work out and run three, four miles and then go get a kettlebell workout. Yeah. But when do I feel my best? 
right when I wake up. Personally, me, I don't know if it's a habit thing, but like the best part of my day, it feels like it is when I wake up yeah. and it's just a slow drain kind of yeah. all the way down. That might be everybody's day, but it's weird because like the female body too, you have somebody like Hannah, a lot of females, they don't feel their best right they when wake, they wake, wake up. up. Mm-hmm. And she also has a, you drink coffee. She has an extreme fucking cokehead coffee addiction <laughs> that's like so bad. You drink coffee? I, I sometimes i don't and another thing that you know who put me on to was that don't i don't drink coffee after, before my first hour of waking up so when i wake up make sure i get all my you know daily morning rituals out of the way and as soon as i do and i'm up for about an hour then i'll usually i do tea tea is okay. mostly my uh guilty pleasure i drink a lot of black tea in the morning and then towards the day later on at night i switch it to green tea just so i don't have that caffeine boost and i'm trying to, trying to go to sleep you know you, you, you know, you drink coffee or tea during the afternoon, you crash at like 7 p.m. And then you sleep till like 2 a.m. You wake up and you're up till, you know, whatever time. So I kind of try to keep a good, consistent schedule so that it doesn't affect my sleep. Because I'm a big sleeper. Yeah. I need sleep. Yeah. So I make sure I get at least six. Dude, I've had to become a big sleeper because all the way up until all through college, all through high school, I, I had that rock star gene to where I could just go, go. I mm-hmm. go three hours. No, adventure's good. You know, yeah. four, five. Adventure's good. I the minute I started working with like hard level, high level numbers, my brain did something to where like if I don't get eight hours, dude, and I try to go in the office and like really crunch some numbers, it's just a migraine. Mm-hmm. Like the shit just goes fuzzy, and I'm like, hey, sorry guys, I gotta leave, and you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't. I fuck. What do you want me to do? Like my head isn't working. It's pounding. I can't even drive home right now. Yeah. Like I'm taking an Uber. <laughs> and, and that's what I noticed that when I don't get my you know regular hours of sleep, the small things that are like you know regular to me when I'm have my sleep, it's harder. You know whether it's dealing with clients, dealing with coworkers dealing with you know friends whatever the case may be i have a harder time grasping you know where they're coming from what the information is i'm just like ugh, yeah this day just end already so when you have your full hours of sleep and we're still growing you know what are you 23 24 Uh so at that age you're still growing till you're about 25 27 Mm -hmm. so whether if you're not growing physically you're definitely growing you know cognitively mentally whatever the case so i'm like i need those hours of sleep so that I know I can have a good day. I don't have to get irritated. You know, I don't want to talk shit in traffic. Yeah. I'm, you I got road my, rage? Oh, I have some road rage sometimes. Yeah, not too long ago, it got bad. Oh. Some like, um, it's like a skinny black dude. He was like pretty tall. He like knocks on my window. Really? He, he like, was walking around I or he was in your car? No, no, no. So I cut him off. Okay. Because uh, he was going really slow. I think he was on his phone or something. I cut him off and I just stopped there. I'm playing loud music, so I don't even know what's going on. I'm looking down on my phone, which I shouldn't suppose. I'm not condoning it, but, you know, I did it. So I was looking at my phone. I was just scrolling. And all of a sudden I hear, dum, dum, dum. And I look over to my left and I see him. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like like talking smack, telling me to put my window down. So I crack it a little bit because I don't want to get slapped or hit uh-huh. or whatever. You know, I don't know what yeah. he has. Put the window down a little bit. He's like, you cut me off again. It's problems, blah, blah, blah. He put his like finger in my car. So I'm like. I'd have rolled it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to roll it up. And then he slowly started to walk away. But as he walked away, he turned around. And he was still talking shit. And like he slapped the back of my car. So I'm like, it's a red light. I took out, got out of my car and I stepped up. And he was like, okay. I thought I could just walk over this guy. He didn't think I was big as, as I am. Uh-huh. So as soon as I did that, you know, I was like, you know, it's not worth it. You know, yeah. like in my head, I'm like, let's say I do, let's say I do, let's say I'm, I'm capable of beating him up and then what, you know, or, or let's say I, I can beat him up, but he has a, a knife or something. I'm like, I'm not even going to, you got it. You know what? You got it. So I stopped talking. He's kept barking, had his window out with his head hanging out. I was looking at my rear view and he 
had his head hanging out, just still talking. I'm like, bro, it's over. Like, I that's cut you funny. Off. Keep pushing. That's funny, dude. I have something different than you, know you what? have. You know what it is? He didn't what? get his eight hours. Ah, he didn't get his sleep. That's what it was. Is. I'm telling you. <laughs> I like that. I have something a little different. I get amused when people get upset mm -hmm. in in road rage situations. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. because I also know that like there's nothing you can do. Like, no. you, same thing. You know, we're we're two pretty powerful guys. That, you know, just out here walking around we hold our own so mm -hmm. it's like i know when people get in their cars they feel safe they yeah. get angry they they say things yeah. that they wouldn't say if we were in the store yeah. in in carts or whatever yeah. so the thing is is whenever let's say i cut someone off or someone cuts me off either way if somebody's honking at me or they're angry i just get kind of happy like i'm like ah oh, you're mad like look at you like i did that sometimes i'll even like like mm, you know what i mean <laughs> like dance. yeah you know what i mean something something like and, and hannah hates it too but it's just like i don't even i'm just taking it easy because it's in a car what's gonna happen yeah. like what worst case you get out i just keep driving i don't have time for you yeah, to no. like do that now if we were in the street something happened like all right now i gotta you know yeah. well, we have a verbal problem now but yeah i know Stuff like that's funny. I love road rage stories. It's crazy how like the slightest things can get, you know, people in their feelings or you can get so like under their skin pretty fast just by, you know, a, a simple action of cutting somebody off. Like, dude, you shouldn't have been on your phone. You shouldn't have been driving 10 miles under what the speed limit was. And then you wouldn't have got cut off. Especially in L.A. That's mm -hmm. my main thing, too, is I'm like, hey, guess what? Everybody's trying to get where they're trying to go. Guess what? Every, it's not going to line up perfectly. Someone's going to get cut off. Yeah. Someone's going to forget, oh, hey, this is my turn. My bad. I got to go three lanes over to yeah. get this exit. I do it every once in a while. Yeah. Everybody does it. Shit happens. And, and we hold the title in LA. The dumbest yeah. drivers in the world. Our city. <laughs> is, is that a real one? I mean, shit, I think That's so. You, you made yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, we have the, I mean, we have the most accidents. So, uh -huh. you know, you know, two plus two equals four. We have the dumbest drivers, bro. Like, hey. I'll say that, but you know all the rain that was going on. Um, we went up to Vegas last weekend over Labor Day because yeah. my parents, they stay out there. They got a nice house out there. And uh, the flooding. So, like, it's different because the Vegas has that crazy desert flash floods. But, like, oh, yeah. it gets in there because it's a valley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go into the ocean like it does here. It's still bad here, yeah. but, like, it's really bad over there. And there's a lady that was literally in like a Honda Civic or like a Toyota Corolla trying to drive through like two and a half, three feet of water in this <laughs> tiny little car. And then her car goes and then it literally just gets pushed into like the side uh, median right there. And then she gets out of her car. Oh. And so these are the dumbest drivers. Yeah. I would say Vegas has the dumbest Vegas. drivers, dude. But they, they might take, we're silver, but yeah. they're gold. Oh. This lady, get the thing, you know, those like giant wash, like the rivers that yeah. it goes into, those man-made ones, you're not supposed to get out your car if that happens or something because if you get stuck and you swept away underneath one of those uh sewer drains you know what i mean yeah. like who's gonna come get you nobody's coming to get you so she was walking and like luckily she was able to make it out but like those the undercurrent of that thing man can come up and let's say there's a curb or something ripping out and like she's dead yeah. that thing isn't gonna catch her but yeah dude people are dumb drive just be happy put on happy music mm -hmm. like it's not that big of a deal but some of my favorite podcasts, like the ones you just said, too. Have you heard of Armchair Expert? Who's the host? Dax Shepard. It's Kristen Bell's husband. So I you know not. the Frozen lady, Kristen Bell? You've seen Kristen Bell in something. Yeah. She's the shorter white lady that's in everything. Like blonde, uh, Tall guy, husband, uh, Kristen Bell. And then um, their co-host, Monica Padminton. But he's very cool, too, because he's like super entertaining. And he's like a celebrity as well. He's been in a lot of movies and stuff. 
but this is like the best project that he's done. He's even said like it's his most passionate thing. They've yeah. been doing it for several years now too, but oh. I started listening to them over COVID now, but you should check it out. Do you listen on Spotify or Spotify. Apple? Yeah, dude, just Armchair Expert, and they have like uh, Ashton Kutcher will be on. They've had Barack Obama on. They've oh, wow. had like a lot of big names. And he's super cool because he's like a he's a former addict like oh. as well, and he just has a different perspective of like yeah I used to be the guy that would like get out and fight anybody in traffic, but now I'm kind of just like I try to be peaceful. Like I try yeah. to maybe this guy's having a bad day. Maybe this is so like I've learned a lot from that podcast yeah. just because he's been able to communicate sort of his philosophies in a way that have resonated with me. That you know I just try to take little pieces and nuggets for as many people as I can and. Keep it pushing. That's right? smart. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love when people have like a story as to why they, you know, do things the way they do or why they are the person that they are. Mm. Um, but as far as like entertainment, uh, one of the podcasts, I know you've heard of him, Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Dude, you like Theo, hilarious. huh? I like him. He's so funny. He says the funniest shit. He's random. He's yeah. so random to where like, he's like, yeah, I was, I was shaving this raccoon's ball sack and then all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden something happened. I'm like, well, how did we get here? So he had one of these episodes where he had a, a kid with Down syndrome mm -hmm. on the, uh, on the pod. And so he was talking to him and then he was like, yeah, we got to go out to the club. And he was like, yeah, he's like, maybe get a few drinks. And the, 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 the kid with Down syndrome was like, yeah, maybe some scotch. And, he's, <laughs> and Theo starts laughing. He's like, give me enough scotch. I might have Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, he has no filter. And, uh -huh. and you know, it was just the most like, like his comedic timing, it's He's, he's really good at what he does. I so. like that. Do you ever watch Two Bears, One Cave or like your mom's house with Tom Segura? Tom and Segura, Bert yeah. Bert Kreischer. I love Bert. Yeah. Bert is funny. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker is a funny guy. He's just so like out there. He'll say whatever comes to his mind. Um, I like Tom Segura too. He's kind of just like a little bit less like Bert, but he's just also like pretty bold. He'll just say what he thinks. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, they're, they're doing it big. So, dude, those guys are funny too. And then, um, I've also, like, I like the comedians who have different, like, they're from different places, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I like dudes who are, like, from the Middle East, or dudes who are from, like, Mexico, and they come up, and they kind of tell, like, so back in my village, you yeah, know, yeah, or, like, yeah. Africa, and they're like, yeah. yeah, so I was riding a lion, and then this <laughs> happened, and I'm like, fuck yeah, go off, man, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, man. That stuff is hilarious. Yeah, so. I mean, you know what I was actually thinking? I was like, there's not a lot of Middle Eastern podcasters out there. There's a few. There's definitely a few that have, you know, their their footprint in, like, the podcast realm mm -hmm. but i was like you know that's a window of opportunity if i ever were to pursue something like you know doing podcasting yeah but i feel like i would need a good sur like surrounding crew somebody how many languages do you speak i speak three okay yeah so i speak farsi pashto and english oh yeah, so. okay and where where are your parents from afghanistan okay both born there same city uh, which is kabul so and i've been there when i was like four or five but that was when like the u.s you know occupied it so it was like Saw a lot of tanks. Saw, <laughs> saw a lot of U.S. soldiers. And the U.S. soldiers, you know, they're used to, like, Afghan kids coming up to them speaking, you know, their native language. I came up to them, like, what's up, bro? What's your name? He's like, all these guys were like, what the fuck? How do you speak English? I'm like, oh, I'm from L.A. From L.A. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> yeah. So it was, there, it was a surreal. You know, visiting there was crazy. It was awesome. That's cool. Tell me a little bit more about your people then. What, um, your mom and dad, what, how'd they get over here? What, what, what's their story? So they came, I mean, my dad specifically, my mom, my mom came like 15 years after my dad. 
Okay. Um, so, but my, my dad came right after Russia invaded Afghanistan, which is like 78, 79, somewhere around there. How many siblings do you have? I have four siblings. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, my, my dad came around like 78, 79. He was, you know, he's been here ever since. And, um, so he moved out here with his brothers. I think it was just him, his younger brother. He has eight brothers. So he has a lot of brothers Mm -hmm. and he has like four sisters. Um, so yeah, he moved out here with his brothers. They, you know, they didn't know a war, a lick of English. They were just, everything was just learning as they went. Um, and then slowly, but surely he got my, you know, my mom got her green card. She got, she got it. She was able to come over here and then finally made herself a U.S. citizen. So everything worked out. And, um, yeah, my family, they were living in Afghanistan for generations. So it was like a whole new world to come to America. My, the only person that, you know, in my, like all of my ancestors that came to America was my grandfather because he got, he was a very smart individual. He actually graduated from the University of Washington. So ah. he, he was in Afghanistan, but then he transferred over to America to study at the University of Washington and then came back. And actually, you know, it's funny, he spent three years in Sweden as well as a professor. Shout and I know out to you, Sweden. And yeah. I know you told me your girlfriend's from Sweden, so. Yeah, they're a sleeper country for sure, man. I fuck with Sweden so much, but like, they're visit. everywhere. But they're not flashy. No, so that's no, the no, thing no. is they're everywhere, but they're so like low key yeah. about everything and they hide in everywhere yeah. well. But like versus Americans, you know, you see me in Germany, like you're like that fucker's from America right there. <laughs> He's like, not German. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. He's got a speaker on and yeah. look at his boots and this. Like you just know. But the Swedes, yeah, it's they 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 have their hand in the pot just quietly. So that's cool. And then he went over to Sweden, and then back over to Afghanistan. Back over what? to Afghanistan because you know he had. You know, two wives, so he had to take care of the whole family. I love it. But um, you know who actually got me intrigued into Sweden? Who? Was, Mr. you know, remember Mr. P from high school? Mr. P. I, I didn't have him, but oh. I heard of Mr. Yeah. P. Yeah. So he, Mr. Pasusic, he was, his wife was from Sweden. Oh. And they would always visit Sweden all the time. And he was such an advocate for traveling and going to these places. So he gave us like some brief uh, details about Sweden and what they got going on over there. And he was saying that, you know. Their taxes cover their health care. Their taxes cover their ki- the kids' college. They have, um, if you're, you know, like, they have certain benefits that, you know, we don't have. The thing, all the problems that we have here in America, mm-hmm. they kind of have that solution already when you're born. You're, you're, you're a Sweden citizen, you have free education, you have free, all yeah. the, the whole nine. So it was, like, something that I was like, and it's a beautiful country, I heard. You've been, you know. Oh, you, you know. Their number one export is gorgeous blonde women. I'll put that out there. And then the second, though, is there's a balance, dude. With everything you have, there's a balance. So I've spent the past five or six years of my life case studying just Sweden and that part of Europe. And yes, they have all that great stuff. But what they don't have as a result of that great stuff is the actual iconic stuff that gets built here. You know what I mean? Nobody is flooding the gates trying to get to Sweden. Yeah. It's a great spot. Fuck yeah, you get there. Hell yeah, it's a really good life. But the opportunity that we have is so unique to that's something that your parents will attest to with the blood, sweat, and tears that they've put into trying to get here mm-hmm. is the opportunity that you're going to have here. You can build multi billions of dollars worth of value to yeah. the globe out of a place like that. Now, with the internet, stuff like that, you can still do that in Sweden. Yeah. You still can. It is done, but we're the motherfuckers who do it. Like, you put USA on the map, you go, oh, yeah, I think that's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, chill on them for a second. It's like Jamaica running the 100 meter dash. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're winning that, you know Nobody's what I mean? Nobody's beating Bolt. Yeah. So, the thing is, is it's super cool. So, as we talk about like 
the the collective yeah sweden's really taking care of their people you got to understand that the whole country of sweden is made up of like i think it's like 10 to 11 million people that's the population of la yeah. So you see what I'm saying? It's a country as big as California with a population of LA. LA, yeah. So it's such a small country to go, okay, why don't we just copy what they're doing? And you go, well, fuck, dude, we have the whole world crammed mm-hmm. into our place. We have so much diversity, so many different problems, so many this and that. You just can't, oh, yeah, here's the Band-Aid and fix it. No. But what we do have is through that grit, through that struggle, through the you know, entrepreneurship, capitalism, whatever you want to call it, you really can, as an individual, build whatever it is that you want. 100%. And that's where it's like, that's the only thing Sweden's missing. Yeah. So for me, I've even considered like, hey, you want to move back? I've even talked to Hannah, like, hey, do you want to move back, babe? Like what? I'm definitely like, I'm not saying I'm down, but I'm down to explore the option. What would that look like? What would it look like for our kids in the future? Stuff like that. And she's like, you wouldn't make it in Sweden. They would get rid of you. (laughs) Why? Because you're you. Like, it's almost like taking Kino to the dog park. You can't take a dog like that to the dog park because it just takes one uh, fucking, what, like a, let's just, a poodle to try to hump Kino and he's flipping his shit. You know what I mean? And then that poodle had no idea the genie that was getting let out of the bottle by that one little, the poodle thought he was a very tough dog. He was the toughest dog in that dog park until Kino walked in. Kino walked in and said, oh, you've never met a motherfucker like me before. (laughs) Sorry. Like, you don't understand. There's there's real motherfuckers that are coming Mm -hmm. in. So that's kind of like... My only two cents are, it, it just depends on what do you want. Are you able to take care of yourself? If you're healthy and you work hard, America's the number one spot. If you're somebody who maybe you're not the healthiest and maybe you aren't as ambitious, fuck, Sweden's the spot for you because you're going to be able to be in a group project. The group is going to take care yeah. of you. Whereas people like us, what? We're like, oh, I don't need the group. No, no, no we got it. Like, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. follow me, guys. I got it. We're going to keep going and we're going to rip and run. So Definitely. what do you think about that? Like. Well, I mean, I agree, dude. In America, you have the opportunities that you don't really have anywhere else other than maybe like Saudi or Dubai or something, you know, one of those up-and-coming countries that have like, you know, a lot of resources. But our economic market due to our population is so much higher. You know, you you talk about 10 million people in LA, you know, that's also opportunity for somebody who's selling something, 10 million clients, you know, that's... So part of our success financially comes with the population and the people that reside in our country you know we have so many different avenues and different ventures to go off of because of the people that live here and because of the uh, access of information and easily you know you you want a business apply for LLC you build business credit you buy stuff you build stuff you eventually open up your own spot you have a business you know yeah and not everybody you know I went to India oh tell me about that so I went to India in 2019 and that kind of like honestly was a humbling experience you know i lived i was there for about a, a month and a half you know uh, my uncle just moved there he he, he left uh, afghanistan and he you know met another woman from india but she was also from afghanistan but she just moved to india so he was like hey look man i'm having a small super small wedding and you know i'd love for you to join so i was like okay cool so he was having the wedding uh maybe early august but i got there early july because i'm like i'm gonna hang out until then you don't live like a villager he told me he's like look you don't need a lot of money coming here and I didn't, I kind of was like, all right, I'll be, bring a few grand, I'll be good, you know, whatever. So, and then when I got there, I realized that I don't even need a few grand, but maybe just a grand. Oh, so, wow. yeah, it was crazy. You know, I was eating every day, like multiple meals a day. I got a haircut every morning. Uh, didn't need one. 
But I was like, shit, it's fucking 79 cents in America, so I'm, I'm going to do <laughs> it. It comes yeah. with a massage, too. Like, I'm going I'm, I'm to do it. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, so I lived, like, basically like a villager. Every morning, I was waking up at, like, 4 a.m., walking around the blocks, hitting the mosques, praying, you know, just experiencing things that you would if you were from New Delhi, India. And I realized that, like, I was looking around. I was like, this guy's selling lemons right here. This guy's selling bananas right here. That guy's selling mangoes right here. And I started, like, figuring things. I'm like... And I came, one of them was, you know, he was kind of bilingual. He spoke English. And I was like, so like, what made you get into this? He's like, like my dad did sold mangoes. My grandfather sold mangoes. My great grandfather <laughs> sold mangoes. I'm going to sell mangoes. Uh-huh. Guess who else is going to sell mangoes? My son. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's the opportunity that they have. Like they don't have any other things where they can, you know, brand. I mean, if they do, it's very small. Like, they can't really branch off and be like, I'm going to start my own marketing firm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start my own gym, my own business. So, you know, they kind of just are accustomed to what they're used to. As opposed to somewhere like America, you have everything you could really do. As long as it's tangible, as long as it's something you learn about, you have the information to, you can start any time of business. It's very unlikely that somebody hasn't achieved your idea at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And even if you do have an idea, a new idea, like a real new idea, yeah. you can still go off and like Definitely. do it. So, like you, you see the story all the time with people who... Um, for example, let's say like gyms, right? You always see like, oh, there's Gold's Gym. There's 24-hour fitness. There's LA Fitness. And then you see like this little small gym that's like Manhattan Beach Fitness. And they're booming. You see hundreds of people going in there. For I mean, obviously, they're not scaling their business as a big as, you know, they're not a conglomerate like 24-hour fitness. But they're still successful. They're still definitely millionaires. They're still definitely making a lot of money, living happily, being successful. And they still have a gym. Yeah. So they're under that same umbrella, but obviously at a much lower scale. Uh-huh. And, you know, that, and that kind of correlates and generalizes with a lot of other, you know, different fields and different markets. So you're right about that. Definitely we have a market that sometimes we kind of take for granted. So. Yeah, take it for granted. And it's just like also it's not, you know, I get a little, even I've talked to Hannah about it. Sometimes I get a little money happy, let's say. Without prefacing the fact that it's like, no, I'm not interested in the money. I'm interested in what the money can do. Mm-hmm. You know, have you seen that guy that fought in the UFC for the first time from Africa and then the rock bottom that house? Yeah. You know that guy? And then did you see he fucking sold his sweaty drawers and his gloves for like seven grand? You see what he did with that seven grand? I didn't. He went and bought wells for his village in Africa. And then he's working on flying his kids out here because The Rock just got him that house. He was sleeping on the floor in the UFC, like, training center. Like, just the idea that that guy, given the correct set of uh, opportunities, you see how many guys like that are over there? You see what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. my point is you got uh, no disrespect to my neighbors. I don't think my neighbors are working as hard as that motherfucker. No. You know what I mean? I'm... I like to say that I'm working as hard as that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm giving it my best, but like that guy is putting uh, rubber to the road, yeah. making shit happen. And his circumstances are different. Exactly. You know? So it's like given the same opportunities, what I'm trying to do is, yeah, yachts and fucking coke and hookers is cool and all, and it's all fancy, but I want to build wells in Africa. I want to set up schools. I want to set up hospitals. I really want to provide certain opportunities and educations the right way or maybe even a different way that are going to help that next batch of kids come not even they might not even have to come over here just build whatever they want to build over there you know what i mean just live their full dreams figure out whatever their definition of success is and then do the work to achieve that i love that yeah you know definitely it's like you made a good point it's not 
the money. It's what you mm-hmm. could do with the money. It's a tool. You know? It's, yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I, you know, everybody would say like, oh, when I have this money, I'm going to donate or do this. But it's, it's, it comes with a lot of like, okay, I have to have all my stuff set up first. I have to make sure that I'm stable. But eventually, you know, giving back is something that, you know, especially for me and my religion, we believe in giving back. We believe in like donating. We believe in feeding the homeless. We believe in feeding the less fortunate. So, you know, like you said, you build wells and schools. I feel like another thing I could do is, you know, establish things in my hometown, in my old country back in Afghanistan where things are still, it's still a third world country. So yeah. that that is definitely something I, I've thought about a lot, you know. So, dude, well, I mean, we kept it pretty heavy so far. I like that you came in swinging. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. You're yeah. speaking my language. That's for <laughs> sure. Let's take it back a little bit before we close it out. Uh, what you been watching lately? Like you've been in any shows, any movies lately that you've been uh, really fucking with or what? So I've been watching Suits. I don't know if you heard of it. It's on Netflix. That's with Meghan Markle, right? Oh, uh, is it Megan? Mar- I forgot his name. I don't know, but it's some yeah. two white dudes. Gotcha. So, um, I saw it on Netflix. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I've been watching that. It's kind of cool. You know, you said we were talking about superpowers earlier. This guy has a superpower to just read and obtain information at first glance. So he was, you know, the opening scene. I'm pretty sure you saw it. It's like a, it's a little trailer. He's like, what if I told you that I, you know, blank, I uh, read and obtain information more than or better than anybody you've ever seen? And then he's like, okay. He's like. He read a part of the things like read. Tell me about section three point seventeen. Blah blah. I don't know about this stuff. Um, but he's like, oh, it's thou shalt not this 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 that. And so he it just kind of like the story progresses. I'm barely on like episode three or two, so I've kind of just started. Uh-huh. But it's so intriguing because it's like this guy has it all figured out. He had doesn't even pass the bar. Um, so it's kind of cool because my girl right now she's in law school, so she's studying for the bar too. So I'm like, oh nice. It's Where's she like, at school at? She's at a Southwestern, okay, in LA. So, I'm like, I mean, I've being a lawyer sounds really, you know, enticing. It's like, it's it's, you know, invigorating. Like, oh, I'm a lawyer. I'm representing somebody. I'm representing a company. I'm representing a, um, uh, a business. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's definitely something intriguing. But personally, I don't know about you. I'm not really a school guy. Like, yeah. I can't. Especially with all the stresses that come with law school, I have another. You know, I can't. You remember I Kenna, right? Yeah. So he's actually in uh, UC Irvine, and he tells me about how hard it is and how much he's struggling. So I'm like, it's not mo- so much about the struggle; it's more about the attention. And I don't feel like I am the best attention, you know, guy out there. I'm more yeah. like you have more of like a general yeah. framework, mm-hmm. and you're able to work that. That's kind of how I am too. I it, I struggle with. Moving like finishing all the details before we move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. I have like seventeen projects in my head. Like, you know, my friends will vouch for me. I'm just like, oh, we should, we could do this, we could do that. He's like, didn't you start that like last week? And I'm like, yeah, I know, but now we could do this, so they can help us. You know, like I have all these things going on in my head. Um, but that kind of has also aided me in a sense because I've always been non like I've never been complacent. I've mm-hmm. always been like, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to stay stagnant. Um, you know, coming out of high school, I was like selling shoes. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was any sort of kind of entrepreneurial um, opportunity that came my way, I took it full head, you know, full, full force. I was just like, let's do it. So right now I have a few things on the side part of besides working. Like I do, I work at the behavioral therapy office, but I maybe like 10, 15 hours a week. Uh-huh. I'm kind of focused on my own um, start, like startup that I'm doing right now. So that's what I've just been my main focus. Yeah. But... Yeah, man, it's been it's been cool. So, what do you? 
not like what is the direction you see yourself going then? If you're talking about 10, 15, 20 years from now, do you want a family? Like, oh, 100%. I want eight kids. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. That's the thing that I was just talking to Hannah about was like, I, uh, it's priceless. Yeah. You can't, you can't buy that no matter how successful you get or whatever. Like it looks priceless. Yeah. It looks amazing. It looks like the coolest job ever. That's definitely what I want to sign up for. But mm -hmm. what do you think as far as like industry wise, what kind of business do you want to build? What do you think? So I have a lot of background I wouldn't say I personally have a lot of background, but I have a lot of people who are in the real estate. Um, my cousin, I have a lot of family members that, you know, have, uh, you know, buildings like gyms, hotels, things of that nature. And I've always been like a big, like curious guy on that market. That's so, cool. And I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely knowledgeable enough to know that I can't just go from working at a firm to let's get into real estate because I'm not going to be a realtor. I'm not going to be a real estate agent. Um, I feel like that's great and all, but it's just, we're especially in California, our market of realtors and real estate agents, it's just so oversaturated that there's no room for anybody else. There's no, there, there is definitely, but that's just if the route that's the, that you want to take, if you want to be that broker, if you want to be that middle guy, but I kind of want to build, you know, enough capital to actually invest in a property for myself Yeah. and kind of just build off from that. And then when that has its success, hopefully, you know, uh, I can, you know, build branch off and have this, this business, this business, but definitely real estate and the idea of owning land, having, <clears throat> excuse me, assets, um, rather than leasing out a property or, you know, having yeah. it under somebody else's name. So definitely real estate. Your concept of time seems really healthy too, as far as I, it doesn't seem like you're in a hurry. It doesn't seem like you feel pressured to have uh, a thousand unit complex no, built yeah. somewhere <laughs> in Torrance, you know what yeah. I mean? But like... That's the biggest thing that I'm at is, are you, what are you, 24, 25 right 24. now? 24. Yeah, 24. When, because it's, it's taken me a few years too, but to understand that I was always trying to get ahead, right? And then I actually did get ahead. Like, yeah. I am ahead mm -hmm. as far as the young man right now. You look at the shit that I'm working on right now and you'd be like, oh my God, hold yeah. on now. Yeah. Like, all right. Which is cool, but it's allowed me a little bit of a, like a, a, a cushion yeah. to actually relax and mm -hmm. actually go like, no, 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 let's, we're building this the right way. Everything's totally cool. Guess what? I'm only 23 right now. I could fuck off for 10 years and still only be 33, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. the concept of that. So we're not going to do that. Of no. course, we're going to continue making moves and doing things the right way. But when you do kind of hit that aha moment early and there is no one moment, it's no. just the aha moment is the idea to like, let me do something, yeah. right? Let's, let's start trying shit. Like they gave me this degree. Okay. Let's put that over there in the trash yeah. and let's figure out what the hell I'm trying to Pen do. To paper. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So it's like super awesome. I like how you're feeling and you, you're so confident with everything and it sounds very good. It sounds very healthy and I fuck with it, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. And I just wanted to kind of finish off with maybe something about just time, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, what what would you spend all your time doing if you knew that, like, money wasn't a thing or uh, your geography wasn't a thing? You know what I mean? Like, what what do you tend to spend your most time thinking, most of your time thinking about? Two things that are, you know, pretty big when I'm when it comes to thinking is setting up obviously you know it kind of jumps back into what we we're talking about but setting up my kids 
for certain opportunities that I didn't have. You know, my family, my parents' excuses that, you know, this wasn't their home country. You know, they kind of came in and got their feet wet as things went on and they're already in their 30s and their 20s or whatever the case. So with me having that opportunity to be born and raised in America, I think that that's something I want to set my kids up to. They have a, a free, you know, easy life. We can. And then another thing is traveling. So if I didn't have a problem with money right now, let's say I was born in, you know, Elon Musk was my dad. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be traveling 24-7. Yeah. I would be going everywhere. Hey, everywhere. if Elon was my dad, I'd be on a rocket, bro, on the moon. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh no, I can't flexing. Do that. Oh, you don't want to go <laughs> nah, to the moon? I do not. I'm scared of anything up there and anything down there. The water and the space keep me away from good on the... F- Can you swim? I could swim. Okay. Could swim. So how high are we talking? You're, you're riding planes, right? You're flying a plane, no I'll problem. Plane, yeah, yeah. We jump out of a plane? See, I've had like thoughts about it. Like, oh, maybe if you just go skydiving and have like an instructor do it, like it shouldn't be bad. But then I've also had that fear in my head where it's like, what if I pass out? Like, I don't know. You have an instructor. True. And he could just open up the... Yeah. Which is true, yeah. So it's not really like a big, super kind of gray area. But as far as going like deep sea diving, yeah, I'm sh- good keep me away from that I deep don't... sea diving would be cool if it was like with reefs and like animals and stuff yeah. like that i don't know i'm honestly there's little things that i wouldn't do that's really probably, that's good yeah. you're an adventurous like, guy i'm down for pretty much whatever like as long as it's interesting and it's not boring mm-hmm. like i'd be down for i don't know if i'd go all the way to the moon i'm good with just seeing i just want to see the world yeah like i actually want like here's the left side here's the right side like oh wow we're all just one person you yeah. know what i mean like that's pretty dope we're, we're you know it was like the i don't know what's called like the continental drift you ever heard of that yeah so we're all together one country one at one point everything was all connected africa was with asia and asia was with europe and europe was with north america and north america was with antarctica you know all of it was all one and then like the continental drift happened where we all separated out so now everything's much farther but i definitely agree i want to go visit all these random places i want to go to iceland finland Sweden, Norway, yeah. all those like European countries. Definitely Europe. Europe is like one of those uh, continents where I'm like super intrigued about. South America as well, but more Europe. I'm kind of like, I want to see, there's a lot of history there. So yeah. like, and then eventually venture off to, you know, South America, Africa would be cool too. Yeah, oh. there's a lot. When I like to put one of my favorite questions in the framework of like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? I like talking about this podcast. We're just on phase one. Yeah. Like I said, time. I'm in no hurry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, I've still been putting out a fuckload of episodes, yeah. but we're cruising. We're rolling. Eventually, I want to have this thing global. I want this thing bouncing around. I want a European arm. I yeah. want an African arm. I want a South American arm. And how cool would it be if we could get people on that were really interesting and really passionate about what they do? on a stage and have live shows and have like cool Q and A's and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just That's rent it. out theaters and just like do it the right way. That would be so fun. And I would just love to do it like everywhere. Cause that's my most interesting thing, dude, is like, I had to be in a relationship and you know, we'll get married in the future with somebody that was so different from where I was because the way like the sparks in my head, jump, 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 jump is if you were from Torrance, just like I was, I kind of get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I totally get it. I want to go like, oh, Sweden, tell me about that. Yeah. Where the fuck is that? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, okay. And then what happened? Oh, 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 wow. And then this happened. Wow. Can I go out there? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. we go out there and just like, 
that's really where it is. And it's like, don't be afraid to travel. I think that's kind of the motto that you're putting out yeah. there is, fuck, dude. It's, at the end of the day, yeah, you, you'll never, like, traveling is never a waste of money. No, no matter never. what it is. You got memories, experiences that you wouldn't have if you didn't go there. And, you know, you're looking at something new rather than, you know, the same Torrance and Redondo Beach that you've been accustomed yeah. to your whole life. Yeah. But that's an interesting question you said. You know, if you, you could do anything... That you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? And I think it's an easy answer for me. I'd be in the NBA and a point guard. You'd see me on the Lakers. I'm throwing lobs to LeBron and LeBron's yeah, definitely NBA player. Yeah. What about you? Would you, you would want to be in the NFL? Yeah, of course. So that, well, Deshaun Watson. That's what it is. Yeah, I'd fuck with that. However, it's like once that door closes, you know, you another one opens, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So then that's the motto. If I could tattoo that on my forehead, it would be. Mm -hmm. I tried my best to try to go to the NFL. Yeah. You know wasn't sorry i wasn't one of the point oh 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 yeah, one yeah. of guys that makes it cool so now what do you do yeah. if you knew you couldn't fail i go oh there's actually a bigger game out there mm -hmm. it's called business facts so and guess what you don't have to retire when you're 35 yeah. sorry 35 if you're a hall of famer, hall of famer. uh 26 you know yeah. on average depending on your position yeah you can do i've seen dudes and some of my mentors are in their 70s you know just going around still loving the game mm -hmm. and that's like what it is, dude. If you love sports, you love business. Yeah. So go out there, try to provide value, build it the right way. My last question for you, brother, is who's somebody that you would like to see on this podcast? Somebody that we could get in contact with that could possibly come sit in the same chair that you're sitting in that you'd like to hear on the show? Uh, could I give more than one person? Hell yeah, man. You give 20. I don't care. So Just makes my job easier the more people you <laughs> give. <laughs> so the two people I would like to see on this podcast would have to be cool. Oh, Koo's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Koo's pretty interesting. He would be actually three, three people. So Koo, yeah, he would be a good um, person to have a special guest. What's you know? he been into lately? Have you talked to him recently? So he's still doing the electrician stuff. Oh, you know, he's working at that. Oh, so. he's a real man. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. So he's doing that. And he's always working out. You know, he's gym and and work is basically his life and hanging out. You know, he's just got a girlfriend. I like that. But Ikenna, another one. I, I have spoken to him recently. Really? Yeah, I saw he was, I hit him up on like LinkedIn a while ago. And yeah, he's doing the lawyer thing. I was proud of him. Yeah. So, he, dude, but yeah, that would be awesome. And then last is Ricky, Ricky Turner. Okay. He would, he, he's, he's funny. And he's Man, just. Everybody loves those goddamn Turner brothers. Huh? I don't know what it is about them, but they they're, really know how to stick. Huh? They're, they're, they're my brothers, man. All three of them. All yeah. four of them actually. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I'll definitely be reaching out to them and, you know, see what's going on. But hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. How Likewise. do you think your first podcast went? It was easy, man. I just spoke to you. If these mics weren't here, I would have spoke to you the same way. Yeah. So it was like, you know, cool, authentic. I didn't have to like, you know, like you said, use these big fancy words of molecular technology. No. <laughs> I just talked to you. So it was cool. But it was definitely like something that, that made me like intrigued. Like, oh, shit, podcast, like talk to people and people listen to you and you're just talking like it's fun man it's and it's something i've been listening to for a while so yeah this is cool you have a good setup and you know like you said you have more bigger things coming so i'm excited to see what's in store hell yeah man hey well i appreciate you coming on man, appreciate it, yeah, man. hey thank you guys for listening to another episode of natural thoughts and talks we'll catch you later peace peace